And then, of course, uh, people get older, as I'm getting older at the moment, okay? And I'd like to leave a legacy to my kids. So how do we manage that? Through the structuring. So we're looking at whose name should be on the next property because you want to leave it to the kids. This is Property Investory where we talk to successful property investors to find out more about their stories, mindset and strategies. I'm Tyrone Shum and in this episode, we're back with Shukri Barra, founder of Property Tax Specialists. We'll hear about how he's so committed to his clients that he's working through his retirement, a story about a happy client who's now in the United States and the surprising artistic talents he's been hiding from us all until now. Barbara pinpoints the GFC as one of the worst moments in his journey. We were just starting to get uh, um, uh, properties into super funds, okay, and uh, and into trusts, and uh, we were dealing with someone uh, who was, you know, going to help out, and we had a a uh, contact where they're going to refer a lot of the a builder guy who sells properties, and he was going to refer a lot of people, and he was testing it out with one property for himself. And right in the middle of the deal, the lender stopped. We couldn't get him to talk to us. We couldn't get anything. So it just killed it right there and then. And that kept the thing going like that for about five or ten years afterwards uh, until things eased off. But yeah, but through those experiences, life experiences with property and so forth, and people more, more to the point because it was people running things, you could you know uh, learn how to, when to, what to look for, how to warn somebody else being doing the same journey on what to look for. And of course, during that time, we kept developing our own knowledge. He realized he needed to do something in property after learning about family trusts. When dad sold the, the, the properties, we we're actually, uh, the, the properties were held in family name. It wasn't just one person in the family. So there was five of us in the family and uh, all names were into the, into the properties, right? And at that point, uh, you know, we just had to, the, the aha moment was, look, we can't physically manage everything. And I was busy trying to build a practice up. So I had a business as well. Uh, and, uh, and, you know, I couldn't rely on dad getting older and the other kids weren't interested. So we had to do sh- reshuffle things around and, and make it. So the aha moment is actually refocusing the wealth uh, away from investment into uh, owners, uh, into being, uh, uh, what do you call it, Uh, homes and uh, uh, main residences. Oh, so those those properties that you mentioned, were they commercial properties? The two blocks we sold were were units, blocks of units that were sold. And then the cash was uh, reworked so that uh, each of the members, each of the the mum and dad as well as the kids had their own uh, main residence. That worked very well because we cut the bank out, especially with high interest rates at the time. And uh, and that facilitated a whole lot of things. And it's also gave me a bit of room to build the practice a bit more. So I wasn't having to repay, you know, make repayments in a, in, in a tough market and so forth. That's a smart strategy. And I guess it was just a matter of timing to be able to get that out there then. And then when you actually moved on to sell those and you reinvested those funds to what happened after that? We, we haven't. I got married. 
<laughs> so uh, I just did not have enough uh, cash after that, uh, you know, putting kids through school and uh, and uh, and actually uh, buying our own house and building it. We knocked down and rebuilt as well, uh, and so I had to get a bit more help from uh, from the families uh, to 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 do the construction and so forth, and uh, you know. Between paying private school fees and trying to do things, uh, you know, we're okay at home. Uh, but I didn't go back into the property market because I always needed some uh, massive, uh, you know, uh, deposit to get in. And uh, and 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 of course, uh, you know, the wife was always a bit reluctant. Uh, so at the moment, we're comfortable, and uh, we don't have to worry about the bank as such. I'm actually trying to get Helen to help me out with some commercial property so that uh, we're on to the cash flow positive type space uh, looking into the future so that, uh, you know, if I drop dead, then the family still got some income. He sees his relationships with his clients as the main focus of his practice. We've always said that uh, uh, what, what, what do the clients want at the end of the day? Because, you know, the first thing is, of course, uh, the clients nobody cares how much you know until they know how much you care right so once we've established that relationship of trust then we try and understand where they're at right and inevitably the common theme is always to firstly we've made some money we're using property as a class of asset then how can we make sure it's protected so that if something in the business goes wrong uh, the creditors don't come back and take it all up right because you don't want to have the kids sleeping on the gutter that's basically where it's at of course I do qualify that by the idea is we're not trying to defeat the creditors get their rightful debts back okay because that's illegal but we're trying to make our arrangements so that the risky assets sit in a different structure from the passive assets such as the investment properties right so the the businesses and managed separately from the from the properties and the and the investment portfolio that's there. Family is very important to him, and his main goal in life is to help his children in every way he can. And then, of course, uh, people get older, as I'm getting older at the moment. Okay, and I'd like to leave a legacy to my kids. So, how do we manage that through the structuring? So, we're looking as whose name should be on the next property because you want to leave it to the kids. How do we transfer it without paying capital gains tax or stamp duty? How do we allow for, uh, you know, the person who's going to get it and the effects of land tax? How do we work all that thing within what the person wants to do? How old they are? How many in the family? Is it a blended family where you've got two lots of families and if something goes wrong somebody's always going to make a claim on whatever's there right there's all these things at the same time everybody as I'm getting calls right now right now I am answering all my calls is I'm selling the property because the market's so good uh, I don't want to pay a capital gains tax well okay let's have a look it it is probably possible the last call I had well, I found out that they were in the main residence exemption space. Even though they rented the property out, the main residence exemption was extended through the six-year absence rule. They really didn't have to pay anything. So literally, they're not going to pay anything, right? 
Or the alternative, like other people, they'll say, well, we did buy another property because you're only allowed one main residence with exemption at any one time. Well, okay, what's the value of each one, right? You work out which one is more expensive and growing faster, and the tax on that will be a lot more. You want that to be exempt, not the old one, because it doesn't cost as much. So these are the things other people come up and say, uh, listen, you know, I talked to you a, a year ago, uh, uh, and, you know, this was around COVID time, around March, April. She rings me up again. She says, look, I sold, uh, uh, you know, we had this duplex. We were living in one, renting the other one out. I said, okay, what's the problem? She says, well, I, the market was good, so we sold the one that was rented out. Okay. Uh, but it was so good, I got an offer for the second one. So I sold that out. So you sold both? Yes, we sold both. So what's the problem? Well, actually, for the last two years, I had to go back and look after dad because he was very sick. He's just passed away and I just bought my sister out of that house. So now what's my tax liability on the rented one and the old main residence? Right? So everybody's trying to sell. How do we minimize the tax? There are opportunities, plenty of opportunities. You're just going to know where the tax is, how you start to, to put it together, because basically capital gains is not hard. It's just selling minus your cost base. And if I can raise the cost base and you know minimize the selling cost, well, I've cut down the amount that you're going to calculate tax on. One bloke just uh, sold his main residence, right? He was a, a non-resident. He, he's actually gone gone over to the United States to work. And, uh, and you know, uh, when you're a non-resident these days, the, the tax is really terrible, right? But he sold his property while he's there because he wanted to use the money to buy something over there. So he doesn't get any concessions. He gets taxed. But or what good is, what, what he came through, I said, well, okay, let's have a look at your cost base, right? If you just look at it on price, the cost base, he, he made capital gain, but the cost base also included his maintenance fees, his interest, because in all the years he lived in it, he didn't get any rent. So all that forms part of your cost base. So now it's on break even. He's got a little bit of a capital loss. So there's no tax. It must be one happy client then. He's very happy about that. Yeah, yeah. So there's a number of ways to help people out. And again, it's just to get to their goal. What do you want to achieve? He believes the best strategy is to plan ahead based on your objectives in life and with property. Once you're in a particular position, it's very hard to change and it's not hard to change, it's expensive because if the property has grown in value, because I get a lot of people, like at the moment, uh, what's happened is that Revenue New South Wales have worked out their technology to the point they're data matching uh, a lot of the ownership uh, with uh, titles office and uh, and uh, some information we had one client where um, not foreign affairs but home home security or whatever they called uh, you know of they could they could find out who was in and out of the country and they're saying well you're not a resident so there's the land tax surcharge if you're a foreign person okay so uh, and of course if you're a surcharge you're paying a surcharge on land tax. So you've got the basic land tax on top of which there's a surcharge, which is very expensive, right? So I get the call saying, what the hell is this? You know, and they say, well, okay, can I shift the property out from my name into a trust or something or out from the trust back into my name to reduce the land tax? Sure you can, sure, but you're going to have to come up with money for your stamp duty and 
and and and your uh, capital gains tax. Because, you know, the reason the land tax is higher also because land has gone up and the property values have gone up. And it's quite expensive exercise to shift things out. That's why you got to plan it way, way in advance because, you know, you learn the hard way until you've actually been there. This is it. But we look at also, you know, if you're going to save some money by doing that, we compare the savings with the cost. If it's going to take you two years and you're going to make it up, okay, that's not too bad. If it's going to take you 10 years to make it up, well, why pay the cash now? Because then we can then we can try and use timing. Because timing is another issue that uh, can help out. You pick the time to create the the taxable amount in a year when you're retired or you're taking a year off where you don't have other income. Coming up after the break. Barbara shares his early mentors. He was very kind to me. Whenever we ordered trust from his firm, uh, he would explain. And I, and I labored the questions, you know, until I really got it. The importance of good relationships and knowing who to turn to. Michael Carruthers and, and, and all the team. There is Karina there. There's Ray. There's, you know, the team at Knowledge Shop are just absolutely sensational. I've been with them for over 20 years now. And, uh, and you know, they really helped me out. Uh, and they were instrumental in the growth of my practice. He praises his teammate, Amir Ishak, and the great work they achieved together. So together, we present the client with something they don't get anywhere else, right? I talk a little bit about their journey, understand how they fit in. Amir will pick up on the numbers extremely quickly. He's, he's usually very, very good with that. And that's up next. I'm Tyrone Shum, and you're listening to Property Investory. Hey, property investor, is your cash or equity currently earning you 1% to 2% per annum sitting in the bank? What if I said to you that you can do better? To find out more, simply register your interest to become a money partner at propertyinvestory.com. Right now, there are great opportunities in the property market and I'm looking for money partners who want to invest to get a high return with low risk on their money for 6 months. Register your interest by visiting propertyinvestory.com. Barbara has learned from everybody over the years, but one particular mentor in his early days made quite the impression. Over the years, uh, we started out. There was a guy called uh, Chris Belalovsky uh, uh, who, who worked, um, who helped me out a lot with understanding trusts. Okay, because you know trust is a very difficult area, and uh, to understand the legal concepts and how they work, and you know he was very kind to me whenever we ordered trust from his firm. Uh, he would explain, and I and I laboured the questions, you know, until I really got it. And then I I took uh, uh, additional reading, and uh, along with the uh, Tax Institute and so forth, there was a, a lot of material. We spent a lot of time trying to read over a long period. You can't get it all in one go, right? Uh, then there is Margaret Antunes, who's a lawyer. She's terrific, also uh, helps out. She's a broad thinker. Uh, you know, uh, t- tells you how it's coming because it's not only about the numbers; it's about life. The numbers have to reflect life. 
right? So in terms of life, the family group uh, that you're helping out, who's what can be affected, how can we do it? Sometimes you might be trying to, to get the principle right, okay? Yes, but if your savings only $2 and it's going to cost you $200,000 to get it, what's the point? Yeah, well, you wouldn't do it. <laughs> so you got to have cost-benefit analysis coming through as well. Uh, so, But I learned from everybody, right? I learned from everybody. There's a cross-section of people uh, in the professional side. These two sort of stand out. Uh, but then we joined a, a group called uh, um, uh, Knowledge Shop, uh, which is a group for accountants. And uh, uh, a couple of those people were, were very instrumental, you know, uh, Greg Hayes and uh, Peter Knight, because uh, they had the firm uh, Hayes Knight, and uh, they're the ones who, you know, developed the knowledge shop type concept. His relationships with people in his field are instrumental, especially how busy he is with his family. He always has people to turn to for answers to tax questions. Michael Carruthers, who runs the tax side of things, he is absolutely terrific. He's terrific because they support us little accountants. If we don't know something or we want a quick answer rather than sit there for an hour reading the stuff, we ring them up and say, listen, and then they point you to where the material is. Fantastic. Michael Carruthers and, and, and all the team, there is Karina there, there's Ray, there's, you know, the team at Knowledge Shop are just absolutely sensational. I've been with them for over 20 years now and, uh, and you know, they really helped me out. Uh, and they were instrumental in the growth of my practice. The thing is whether you have time, whether you have enough time. Like by the time, from the time I wake up into here and then go home and I've got to listen to the kids and still allow for the family on top of everything else, there's not enough time to read, you know. And some of the concepts are quite difficult, like a lot of the changes have just put through. And the only reason I can get it a little faster than somebody new is because I have the history, right? Because I know what has happened. And I'm quite involved in public issues, so I can understand why they want to do these changes. And because we get involved with the Tax Institute and CPA and the Knowledge Shop, we, we've been gradually building our background in the situation, right? So that is what makes it a lot easier for us than for somebody absolutely green starting out. Finding time to read may not be as easy now as it used to be but early in his career, he took in a lot of knowledge through authors such as Robert Kiyosaki and some other notable names. I started out uh, reading Jan Summers, right? Jan Summers because that really uh, kicked off this whole focus on property, right? Uh, Michael Yardney was another fellow who was very kind to me. He took one of my articles and published it. As a result, I got a lot of inquiries. Uh, he's still out there. He's doing a lot of things. Uh, this is in terms, in terms of property rather than the tax side. Uh, uh, Dimpna Barholtz uh, program, uh, you know, again, I'm always fascinated. I don't always agree with Dimpna on her tax uh, uh, administration or, or the way she goes, but uh, the numbers she comes up in terms of property and the market is just sensational. Uh, and, you know, these are the sorts of things, uh, you know, I, 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 I acknowledge these guys because the way I became interested and focused on property is because I used to go to all the seminars that my clients used to go to because my clients did not know how to tell me what they wanted. They couldn't articulate it. 
So I said, I'm going to sit in the meetings and I'm going to listen to the seminar and then we can talk. We can find out how to help you out. So that's how I developed the practice because I'm there. They don't have to try really hard to, to tell me the concept they've just heard. For anybody not well-versed in the world of tax, it can be an overwhelming process to say the least. Barbara understands this and tries to simplify as much as he can. I, I try to just make it simple if I can because they go and they listen to these things and they say, okay, so there's a great idea, okay, but how do you actually make it work and which bits do you have to do in order to make it happen? And that's what I try and do. I, I try to support the client. If you had met yourself, say, 10 years ago, what do you think you would have said to him? Uh, go out more. My wife reminds me we've been married 17 years now uh, and uh, we got married quite late uh, and so our kids are quite young. Uh, but 10 years ago, I would have probably done a few more things in the practice and uh, not that I haven't tried. Uh, I've tried to take on uh, people to work for me and uh, partners. Sometimes they'll come in and they work and they learn everything and then they go their own way or they want to do something different, travel or something like that. Uh, but, you know, I, I wouldn't have minded, uh, you know, to try and build the practice uh, uh, a lot faster. They just take a bit more holidays, that's all. <laughs> Look, my, my focus, uh, one of the reasons why I probably haven't and so forth is because uh, for good or for bad, uh, I have always put the clients first even before me right and uh, and sometimes uh, that doesn't help uh, in a family situation uh, but I've always tried to say look the clients pay me and uh, you know I, I'm going to try and give them the best so if I have to answer their calls late if I have to get out of my way to get them done then that's what I'm going to do mm, and hence the reason why your clients stick with you for for long term I hope that's 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 the reason yep Excellent. Let's talk about five years from now. Say, what are you most excited about your journey in the next five years? Well, being I'm 64 uh, and, uh, and so, uh, you know, I'm relatively on top of my game at the moment. Uh, but, uh, you know, uh, there'll be a little bit of a change perhaps in the way I do things here in that I will help Amir. Uh, Amir is pretty much running most things now uh, in the practice. Uh, so I do a little bit of the, you know, talking to people and uh, understanding where they're at and seeing what they need and together with him uh, because he's very good on the numbers as well and he's very smart. So together we present the client with something they don't get anywhere else, right? I talk a little bit about their journey, understand how they fit in. Amir will pick up on the numbers extremely quickly. He's, he's usually very, very good with that. So when we bring it together to the client, we bring out pretty much what he wants to do, whether it's good or not, and whether the numbers work, right? And hopefully that takes the client forward a lot more comfortable in what they're doing, how they're doing it. So as we go for the next five years, uh, with my youngest being only 12 years, and I hate sitting around the home doing nothing, I expect that uh, you know I'll probably do work, but it will be a retired because I'm I'm supposedly retired, right? Amir is running things, and uh, I'm, I'm trying to cut down. And I mean, I, I have cut down a fair bit, you know. Uh, but as I say, when you see me in the in the media and so forth, it's just to promote the whole practice uh, rather than anything else. 
but we still do a lot of, you know, the, the, the difficult questions come to me and we try and sort it together, Amir and I, and uh, the client gets the best of us. Fantastic. Just uh, any hobbies that you, you would like to pursue as well too during this stage? Yes. Uh, you know, uh, tonight uh, I'm actually taking my wife and going dancing. Oh, nice. Yep. Tonight is salsa night. It's a great dancing. The last time I danced with my wife at a school, because I used to do rock and roll, right? Yeah. And then uh, when we got married, uh, the first year, a few months after we got married, uh, we decided to, you know, do something. And we went down the RSL and we took a rock and roll class. And by week, it's an eight-week program. By, by week four, she says, listen, you're turning me too many times. I'm getting dizzy. By week five, she says, I'm going to sit down. And then she comes back on the Monday of that week and she says to me, well, guess what? Yes, I'm pregnant. And that was the, and that was the last time we actually did, uh, you know, formal dancing together. So now that the youngest one has started in high school, uh, we can leave them at home and we can go out dancing. So, yes, I would like to top myself in dancing, get back to rock and roll, do a little bit more of the Latin, you know, and uh, and I'd like, I also like to draw, you know. I, I used to take a, a life class, uh, you know, before I got married years before, and I'd like to get back into just pencil and, uh, and you know, charcoal and that sort of stuff. Yeah, my wife, she's taken up water painting as well, so... Yeah, that's a couple of the things I'd like to do, particularly portraits. I'd like to, you know, do portraits with the charcoals to capture the people's essence. Yeah. I don't know whether you see the program with Arne, you know, Arne on the ABC where he paints the people he interviews. Yeah, I love that so much. He's such a talent. Yeah, exactly. It's amazing how he can have a conversation while still being able to creatively paint the picture while... (laughs) How do you do that, Arnie? It's such a great skill to have. And I remember when I when I went to my wife, I sort of uh, I, I I caught a fancy at one point, at a re- important point with a with a with a poem. So I don't mind going back to poetry as well. Amongst your journey and your in and, and what you've accomplished and so on, so forth, how much of your success do you think has been due to your hard work, skill, and intelligence? And how much do you think is because of luck? There's been a lot of hard work, mate. There's been a lot of late nights. Uh, you know, I mean, uh, I'm in here, well, in the past, I have been in here from 8 o'clock in, in the morning till, you know, 8, 10 o'clock at night. And I've slowed that down a fair bit. As I say, I'm retired. Okay. But there's been building up to whenever Amir came along, uh, there's been a lot of late hours. Yes. But as Obi-Wan Kenobi says to uh, Luke Skywalker in Star Wars, the force is with you. And I think the force has been with me. Thank you to Shukri Baba, our guest on this episode of Property Investory. And if you love the show and are ready to get serious about investing your money to get a low risk, high return, then SMS me your name and email address on 0499881040 to become a money partner. 
Right now, there are great opportunities in the property market and I'm looking for money partners who want to invest their money for a short 6 months. To register interest, text me your name and email address on 0499 88 10 40.